Welcome to episode 5 of the Around the Lantern podcast. I am Grudge. I am Puzzle Ghoul. And I am Deer Man. Alright, so, I am starting off today. Now, we're going to be talking about um, some Canadian history, recent Canadian history. Do you guys know that between the period of the 1980s and 2022, Canada has been at war with Denmark? What? Yes, oh, it's true. It's I true. Don't mean Canada. To... Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I already know what you're talking about. Yeah. So Canada has been at war with Denmark since the 1980s. But why, though? Oh, I'm going to tell you, bud. Between Ellesmere Island, Nunavut, and Greenland is a tiny barren island known as Hans Island. Now, this has been the site of a friendly land dispute known as the Whiskey War. (laughs) So this island, measuring only half a square mile wide, has been the center of a disagreement which originally began in the 1970s. Canada and Denmark argued over their boundaries in the Arctic. The two countries agreed on an official dividing line in a treaty signed in 1973. However, they could still not compromise on Hans Island. Instead, the countries decided to stop the border at the low water mark on one side of the island and restart it again at the low water mark on the other side. So the low water mark is the lowest level reached by the sea at low tide. Now, as for the timeline of this whiskey war, in 1983, a Greenlandic journalist met a scientist from a Canadian oil company who was studying the area to scope out effective methods of Arctic drilling. The journalist would then go on to write an article in the Greenlandic newspaper which would draw the attention of both countries. It didn't take long for Denmark's foreign minister to hop on, an el- on, uh, hop on a helicopter and visit the island. When he was there, he planted a Danish flag and left a bottle of Danish schnapps at the base of the flag. By doing this, Denmark fired the first shot of whiskey. <laughs> Since no. then, both countries have taken time to remove the opposing liquor and plant their own bottle of whiskey while taking home what the other country left previously. The Canadian Navy would stop to drop a bottle of Canadian whiskey and plant the Canadian flag while picking up the Danish schnapps. Now, from what I read, they do leave the opposing flag alone, but they plant a new one with their bottle. <laughs> I guess it's like a respect for the other country's flag type thing. Now, on June 11th, 2022, last month as of, to, as of this recording, both countries have decided to split the island in half, which put an end to the decades-long whiskey war, which is one of the most friendly and lighthearted wars ever held over a tiny, half-square-mile-wide patch of barren land in the middle of the Arctic. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. That is my fa- one of my favorite bits of like Canadian history. It's just... So ridiculous, and such a Canadian thing. It's funny, because Denmark does it back. That's the best part. It's like... Yeah. Oh, what do they call that? Coding? Or it's like, beep, 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 beep. Morse code? Morse code, yeah. But it's just like, have a bottle of whiskey. (laughs) Yeah, literally just alcoholic fucking (laughs) Morse code. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) That's so good. Oh my god. So it's like, from the sound of it, like I, my source on this was National Geographic, so there were some questions I still had, which weren't mm-hmm. answered. And it was basically, like, when the Navy is passing by, would they be like, oh, there's Hans Island, we have to check for the schnapps? <laughs> It'd be like a post office stop or something like that. <laughs> they show up, those bastards left us a bottle of schnapps, let's take it. Who's what got a bottle of crown? Missing, <laughs> what if it was missing, though? What if somebody took it? 
you know, like they got there and like, say the Canadians are coming for the schnapps, right? And it was just like missing after the first or second time. You think people would be upset? I don't know. I'd be upset. But apparently, apparently even like civilian ships would take part in this. Like they would leave the flag and plant a bottle just to like keep the meme going, I guess. Oh my lord. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Wow. That was a short topic. <laughs> well, have you, Grayson, or uh, dear man, have you seen uh, the new Resident Evil Netflix show? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. I've been meaning to watch it, but... Zootopia porn. What? Olive Garden breadsticks. What? what? What's happening? <laughs> oh, don't I worry, it's canon. To shred your resume. <laughs> We're talking about a Resident Evil Netflix show, then Zootopia porn. Yeah. Oh no 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 what? no, Grace. We we are exclusively talking about Resident Evil here. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, both. Okay, that just went way over my head. I can't. It's okay. To... The Olive Garden breadsticks are unlimited. In case you didn't know. What the fuck? I, I what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> We're talking about Resident Evil. How? (laughs) (laughs) Insert the bad Billy Eilish song here. Oh my god! You know that that was actually that was actually my first time truly hearing like any kind of Billy Eilish song, and I was like, "Why do people like this?" It's just mumbling. Yeah, like it's terrible. I physically like I audibly groaned when that fucking song played. I was like, "Ah." Like, that like, is hands down the... Oh, yeah, so, sorry. So, to give you context, Grayson, there is bizarre references in Resident Evil. Because I feel like we just left you on the lurch with, like, what the fuck we were talking about. Yeah, like, I haven't the slightest... <laughs> like, I'm trying to Google it right now, and there's no fucking... Uh... Be careful Googling Resident Evil's Utopia porn. No, I'm not... No, I was doing the... Uh, the breadsticks. Breadsticks. The breadsticks first, yeah, because I knew for sure yeah. if I tried to type in Zootopia porn, I would go to fucking Rule 34 or something like that. Grace is like, not again! <laughs> yeah, last last week, oh my god. We've had enough Rule 34 in this podcast to last a lifetime. <laughs> Considering episode 3, episode 4, and now, now, episode 5. Dude, that freaking Rule 34 shit came from you. That's the bizarre shit. You fucking went on it for Monster Hunter. It just (laughs) came out with gold. Oh my god. Actually, wait, Grayson, did you see the ad that um, Billy put on Instagram for that episode? No. I'm sending it to you. It's amazing. Raw footage from Discord. (laughs) Raw footage. Okay. Billy is just too fucking good at making ads for the podcast. Well, anybody who's listening, go and follow Puzzle Ghoul on um, on Instagram. You will not be disappointed. Is it Rule 34 related? It probably yes. is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, oh, I'm to, sending it to you. To be fair, I was like, oh shit, I forgot to advert for the new podcast. And I looked at Discord and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's happening, but I could probably use this. <laughs> Pull a quote here, a horrifying image there. <laughs> <laughs> is that where that sound clip of mine came from? It's like, where? What the fuck am I looking at, man? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. God damn it! I have to actually go to Instagram because I deleted it. 
I was like, I don't want to see this on my on my phone anymore. Oh, dude, <laughs> I it's literally just a fucking dragon with tits on it, dude. Though, okay, yeah. I don't want to go back to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, while, while Josh looks that up, I uh, I was gonna say like I don't really have it planned for this episode because I actually have not finished it yet. Me and Alexa are sort of working together on the Netflix series, but I did want to sort of give my little two cents on resident evil Netflix on this, uh, episode. I'm on episode. I believe I'm on episode seven next. So episode six, I just finished up. Um, <laughs> spoiler free review. The pre apocalypse bits are the best part of the show. The post apocalypse bits. I could not care for. Understandable. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like it, they, the thing is, that it feels like a Paul Anderson film, and that's by no means, like, a bad thing. The Paul Anderson films are batshit crazy post-apocalypse, but, like, it's it's a Paul Anderson film, but stretched out way too long. Like, they had to make padding. Oh, yeah. H- hence the uh, bizarre references and licensed music. The licensed music fucking kills me. I'm just gonna say that. Like, if there's one thing I love, it's a Resident Evil OST, so hearing like half the music be just licensed crap that pissed me off yeah after you told me that it was mostly licensed music every time that music would start i'd be like oh yeah there it is there it is again yep here we go yeah so like licensed music is in like some fucking random pop music that movies and yeah shows all the time do. yeah yeah billy eilish actually is one of the first songs that fucking plays in the show like one of the first like songs in general that plays it's billy eilish it pisses me off yeah you think that they would oh. use like their own music that they have, like in games that they've made and stuff like that. Like they should have all kinds of fucking audio assets to use to actually save them their budget in the first place. Yeah, well, exactly. And, well, and the thing too is, is like when when the song is used, it's introducing us to the new town, New Raccoon City, mm-hmm. and the whole thing about the town is, is it's very clinical. Like everything is like just. It, it comes off as like Ikea to the extreme to the point where there's like no decor. It's all just very flat whites and tasteless, like fucking, you know, like it's, it's very sterile, the environment. Yeah. So it would have made more sense to play some like eerie ambient theme, but no fucking Billy Eilish is what introduces us. And it's like, really? It's kind of oh. weird that uh, movies and TV shows are doing that now. Like a lot of, well, Especially, like, Disney movies are a victim to that, like, new ones or whatever. It's, like, in the credits or something like that. Or there's, like, a remix in the first, like, ten seconds of the movie. It's, like, some kind of, like, remix of, you know, like, pop music or something like like Billie Eilish or something like that. I kind of find it annoying, in my opinion. Well, it just just gives the show less, like, character at all, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, when I go back to the show, I'm not thinking about that awesome thing. Like, Welcome to Raccoon City, as much as some people hate that, fucking like, hate that movie me going back to it and watching it and then like for example when uh the zombie breaks out of the jail cell in welcome to raccoon city that theme that plays when it's breaking out it is pissed it is violent and it is coming right for you claws and teeth like that is what the song conveys it is it's not a happy song but then like that that sticks in my lizard brain right like i i remember that because the theme also fucking amplifies it I'm not going to get the same effect. Oh, yeah, and that's another thing. Uh, I'm not going to get the same effect for, like, example, in the Netflix show, there is a sequence where it's, like, all this fighting and gunplay with all these zombies breaking out, right? And they have fucking jazz music. 
Oh my god. Like ironically jazz music. I I was dumbfounded when it happened. I, I actually looked at Alexa. I was like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" And the sad thing is, is it was actually a really cool choreographed sequence. Like it, I I enjoyed the fight scene, but the jazz music just it was like, "What?" Yeah, it's it's a cool scene, but then there's just some guy in the background losing his fucking mind on a saxophone, right? Yeah, well, I I forget if it was exactly sax, but like it was, yeah, like typical jazzy type fucking music. Yeah. Yep. I and I think what they were, tr- well, I was gonna say I think what they were trying to do though was is they uh, the guy that's fighting all the zombies and doing all this cool like QTE shit like uh, it, it's clearly supposed to be like his mindset like he's a badass right now, but even then like why the jazz? I don't think jazz translates to badass very well, you know. You like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what it means. <laughs> Look for a fucking little bee flying around. You know what's the only, like, licensed song that I feel like would be cool to hear in Resident Evil? Which one? Rainy Day by Ice Nine Kills. That, that's kind of cheating, though, isn't it? Never heard a little that. bit, because that song is actually based on Resident Evil. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that, that'd be, like, cheating to an extent. <laughs> but it would still be cool, like, to hear that in a Resident Evil thing, you know? True, Even true. Even if it was just, like, the end credits, that's probably the only good place that it would be. Well, I mean, I was going to say, like, I, I've heard of bands, like, getting commissioned to do a song for, like, a film. Like, uh, Ghost, for example, they did Hunter's Moon for Halloween. The entire music video and the lyrics are all about Halloween, but at the same time, they sort of paid them to make that song, so. Okay, and, like, Corn with Silent Hill? Yeah. Oh, on, on an off-topic note, I did not mind that song. I know a lot of people hated Downpour for the Corn theme, but I actually did not mind that song. I like that song too. I didn't actually fully play Downpour, but I like the song. Yeah, Downpour's pretty cool. It's it's kind of like one of those uh, rainy day mood kind of games. Every time it rains and yeah. it's like really moody outside, it's like I want to pop in some Downpour. But <laughs> I have no shame in saying that Downpour is one of my favorite uh, North American Silent Hill titles. I know a lot of people shit on that one, but holy fuck, if the atmosphere was not just Steps Kiss, I love rainy day atmosphere. I have a I have a friend who likes to shit on silent hill downpour I'm on them no um, no i'm not i won't she, lie though like i huh she might listen to this episode so if so hi jess hello <laughs> i mean to, to jess's merit like i understand why people don't like it and it, it's one of those guilty pleasures you know it's like i enjoy it personally like i have complaints about the game for for starters the monster designs are just ass it's just some guy that got a botched like dentist fucking exam, you know? Like they're not really good. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, eh. there, there was there was pros and cons with that game. I think that's why I enjoy it. It's just because it's so rough on the edges. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, like uh, I don't know if these guys listen to Zero Punctuation at all, but uh, oh wait, yeah, Josh, you do. You, of course, you I do. Me. Yeah. So did you see his uh examination of why prey is forgotten? Uh, no, I didn't. He basically goes over something similar, how you need those rough edges for people to remember, because if it's too well-polished and smooth, people are just going to forget it. And that's sort of what he was saying. It was kind of like a backhanded compliment, saying that Prey was too perfect. So Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and- speaking of zero punctuation, he finally did a re-review of No Man's Sky. I still have to touch No Man's Sky again. I- Last time I played it was when we played it together. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, we got to get back into it. Yeah. What, what did uh, Zero say, though? 
Well, he he acknowledged that they actually made it better, but there's still like some issues with the um like the uh, procedural generation is that what it's called? Um yeah, like, PRNG or whatever. Yeah, like when when you're doing something with procedural generation, I feel like that's not actually the term, but anyways, um it's it's very difficult to ha- to do it where it doesn't start to feel samey after a while. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, even even when the game started, it had that issue, right? Yeah, I'd have to rewatch his um, his re-review, but he he definitely had more nice things to say about it than he did uh, when he originally reviewed it. Because when it first came out, it was garbage. Oh, he and did I, not like it. But I'm still happy that I paid full price for the game just because of how Hello Games has actually delivered. Mm-hmm. They've completely changed the game from what it was at launch. It's significantly better now oh jumping back to the uh resident evil netflix though for one quick thing so one thing i just want to say though about resident evil netflix i understand people having issues with it it's not a perfect show i myself have like issues with it myself but the one thing i cannot fucking stand in the slightest is the way the fans like the Resident Evil fandom, I refuse to acknowledge them half the time. They're disgusting. I, I cannot tolerate the Resident Evil fandom half the time because they don't take criticism constructively. They will latch onto something that they know is offensive, and oh my god, will they hammer in on that? Like right now, like I'm not, well, I'm not seeing anything positive. Well, like anything constructive in the criticisms for Netflix and Resident Evil. It's just why is um. Uh, little warning but like literally it's like why is wesker like not white and there's literally yeah no they're shitting on the fact that lance reddick is wesker even though he's inarguably one of the best casted uh actors in that show um and i haven't gotten into the uh the reveal yet but they allegedly do touch on why this is so it's oh. not like it doesn't go well. Yeah, like uh, in I think episode five, like they reveal that Albert Wesker did die in Resident Evil Five. Yeah. So like it it acknowledges it. So like I haven't gotten to the point where they reveal what happened, but it's not like they're just going, oh, this is Wesker. Yeah. Yeah, like they they tackle it, but the same shit happened with Raccoon City. Uh, yeah, people were sitting on Leon and Jill's uh casting portrayals, like. They never say anything constructive. It is always the most low-ball, racist shit, if possible. Either that, or they will just say the franchise is woke and think that that's a valid argument. Yeah, that was like, even with The Witcher, people were pissed off because of uh, who they cast as Triss. Uh, I'm not familiar, so who do they cast? Um, I don't know her actual name, but... Um... Hold on, hold on. But anyways, like in the game and like the books, Triss is like she's she's white. She's got very bright red hair. Um, but the actress oh, that yeah, they yeah. cast for Triss, I believe, is black. In, um, oh, not, the, in the not show. Well, did it? And of course, people were like fucking pissed off. And it's like, just fucking deal with it. Like, seriously, at least they didn't yeah. gender bend her, you know? Yeah. I don't know. All I'm going to say, though, is, is like, I think people need to sit back and realize, hey, it's a fucking book slash movie slash game slash whatever the fuck. It's really not going to affect you in, like, your day-to-day life. Yeah. Sit back, 
enjoy it. It's entertainment. If you don't like it, that's on you. But don't sit there, bitch, moan, cry, and dirty your diaper because someone else does. You know, and that's that's ultimately what I'm seeing a lot of too. Because on the fandoms right now, people are saying that they enjoy the the show, and that's when all the leeches come out of the woodwork and they have to shit on the person for enjoying something they don't. Yeah, You're just, not a true fan. Like, just really? Fucking let people enjoy things. <laughs> yeah. It was like, no, like, um, back in, sorry, um, oh no, that's fine. Back in, like, when Trivium did Vengeance Falls, people were all like, oh, when are you gonna go back to the Shogun sound? Where's the Shogun sound? And then Matt Hafey would respond with, you can find the Shogun sound on the Shogun album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I wish both of my Valentine took a similar stride, because I remember they tried something with Temper Temper, and people got mad, and then they went back. It was like, oh. Yeah, and that kind of that pissed me off a bit. Bands and like just artists in general should be allowed to evolve without like the fandom or the fan base just losing their fucking minds. Like, yep. Like I get I'm it. If, wrong. Like, oh, sorry. I kind of get it for something like Bring Me the Horizon. Like they started off as deathcore, but now they're what they are now. <laughs> 105 Finger Death Punch was, like, hard metal, and now it's just, like, rock. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, honestly, though, jumping back to Zero Punctuation, we're going to keep referencing that guy, because he's got good thoughts. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember he said that once before, like, why would you ever do anything for the fans? Because they don't know what they want. They're going to bitch, moan, and cry whenever you try something different. But then, yeah. if you keep giving them the same thing, they're just going to complain that you're stale and irrelevant. Exactly. Like, the, the amount of people I've heard in the Resident Evil fandom, like, the, the same people that say, oh, this is terrible, I've actually attempted, I've pushed them. I was like, okay, what do you think would be a good title? And do you want to know what they gave me back? What? Shit. Cringy fanfic shit. Oh, oh I would God. have Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, and Leon. They would all be together and fighting zombies. It's like, yeah, that, that's nothing that pushes the, the letter the envelope you know it's the same thing it's vanilla ice cream but melted over your hand yeah god yeah, like, yeah. and not to say that there's not like a niche for that but like jesus christ if a franchise wants to move on and like develop you know oh you know what's also been really bad for that though so, the final fantasy fandom <laughs> which is kind of funny because isn't that franchise like each title is a separate it's continuity yeah, each title is its own universe, its own storyline, but they're pissed off because they're changing, they're, it, the games are no longer turn-based. But oh, with, right, today's, yeah. with today's graphics and stuff, if you kept it turn-based, it would just look fucking weird. But don't they release a lot of, like, I mean, not to say that it's a good uh, compensation, because I will admit it's, it's bad when people do this, but, like, aren't they releasing a lot of 2D, like, turn-based shit on, like, mobile Final Fantasy? I think so. Yeah, they also, I mean, it's not... Huh? They also just did the uh, the Pixel remaster where they basically took the original games, 1 through 6, and they, like, they redid, like, the Pixel graphics, um, all that stuff. They just kind of revamped it. And then the soundtrack. The soundtrack is completely upgraded. It's now, like, real instruments. It's not, like, the 8-bit or whatever. Is there an it's, option for 8-bit? I don't think so. Aw. 
No, I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, it's it's cool to hear instrumental, but yeah, just for nostalgia's sake, you know? Oh, yeah, that's fair. But I really like what they did with the Pixel Remaster because the um, the music is incredible. Final Fantasy has always had incredible soundtracks, but now, like, I, I'll be honest, I listen to some of those songs on my own time because <laughs> they're just that well done. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there's this thing that said, like, uh, game OSTs are great to, like, listen to when you're doing something. Because it, as as harsh as it sounds, like, game music is background music, right? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, like, it, it's actually some of the best music to have on your day-to-day type stuff. Because it does not interrupt you at all. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. I used to listen to, um... I used to listen to the Final Fantasy soundtracks when I would be, like, biking just just out like exercising like riding around on my bike i'd be listening to final fantasy soundtrack yeah there's a lot of it's, it's funny how often you can actually listen to video game soundtrack and just like drive or ride a bike or something like that with it yeah it very well i just want to say this right now hey, as soon as you said that like oh final fantasy while biking i just pictured the uh the sephiroth theme playing and a fucking bear <laughs> starts charging after you <laughs> Hey, I used to listen to One Winged Angel while I was on my bike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ad- it was the Advent Children version though, because that basically turns into a metal song halfway through. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't even know that. I mean, I I still got the movie kicking around here. I might just pick it up and listen to or watch it. Yeah, go right ahead. Like, it's <laughs> it's a good movie. I don't know anything about Final Fantasy VII though, so I feel like I get lost. But regardless. I'll just look it up on Wikipedia and read the synopsis. <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? No, but jumping back to what you were saying about the fans getting mad about uh, re- uh, like uh, real-time versus turn-based, like, haven't they been doing that since Final Fantasy uh, like on the PS2? Not 10, but I remember there was one title where they were experimenting with that, and you, you were free-running. That was 12. Yeah, so like, it's yeah. not exactly a new concept. Oh, no, but, like, and even with Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's a combination of real-time and active time. So what happens is you're doing, like, the sort of hack-and-slash thing, and then you're building up a gauge. When the gauge is full, you can, um, it, it pauses the game, it opens up a menu for you to pick, like, a special attack, and then rinse and repeat. And yeah. I really liked that because it kind of combined the old style of like the menu combat with the new style of like the what's called active or real time with like the action sequences all that stuff well much like resident evil with its turn base or not turn base what the fuck uh it's kind of like resident evil with its uh like the fixed camera angles the tank controls and stuff a lot of people i mean as much as there is an appreciation for the gameplay back in the day People do got to realize and step back and understand, like, if the devs had the opportunity to function, like, work their game to, like, modern standards, do you really think they would have limited themselves to just clunky tank controls and turn-based strategy? You know, like, I feel like if the devs of Final Fantasy 1 had the opportunity to make, like, real-time, like, tactics as opposed to, like, turn-based, like, they would fucking do it in a heartbeat. Probably, but also, I don't know, because I feel like 1 through 9, or 1 through 10 really worked with the whole turn-based thing. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't, but... 
Because I feel like part of the appeal of Final Fantasy was the element of having like strategy. Like you need to know your abilities, what they do, how they affect the enemy. Like there is actually a cheese for a boss in Final Fantasy X. The game doesn't tell you this, but if you use a Phoenix down on a certain boss, it instant kills it. Oh, isn't, that, isn't it because it's like undead or something? Yeah. And then, oh, there's another one in Final Fantasy IX where it's uh, it's basically it, this thing looks like a giant penis, um, but it's technically like a stone creature. Oh, so it's rock hard, is it? Oh, yeah. Well, if you use an <laughs> item on it called a soft, soft is an item that you use to cure petrification. If you use a soft on it, you get the you get a a thing in the top of the screen that says became too soft to live and it dies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you realize how that sounds? Yeah, and especially with it looking like a penis, I'm positive that that's just like a penis joke. I'm gonna find a picture of it to send. And yeah, this thing is a giant penis. Became too soft to live. Just <laughs> disintegrates. Yeah, <laughs> <It> feels so <laughs> good. <laughs> Fuck. It's called a stroper. Stroker. <laughs> stroper. Not stroker. Stroper. I don't know. <laughs> it's got so many fucking tentacles on it. Yep. That is but the if... hentai boss battle of Final Fantasy. <laughs> yep. It's not even a boss, it's a regular monster. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I couldn't tell you but yeah if you throw a soft at it you get the you get the uh message became too soft to live and it dies terrible <laughs> yep <laughs> it's even called like the weird mushroom head <laughs> See, the funny thing is is a uh, silent hill downpour jumping back to that title there was dlc planned for it uh, have you ever played silent hill downpour tiny bit tiny tiny so, do you bit. Know, so you know the female police officer right like the the one that hates Murphy. Gotta be honest, I think it's been a little too long since I played it because I barely remember anything of it. I just remember to hide when it starts raining. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, long story short, the story is centered around a mis mis uh, communication between a female guard and the main character, where she thinks that he killed her father, who is also a guard. He didn't, but oh, long story short. Um, but no, in the DLC, though, you were supposed to play as her throughout her time in Silent Hill, sort of like as, as a side story. What was she doing while you were out and about? Okay. And unfortunately, the, the studio got shut down, but uh, it was all for naught because uh, what happened, it wasn't all for naught because what happened was is, uh, the comics, like IDW, I think it was, or Dark Horse, they, they did Silent Hill comics around that time. So what they did was, as tie-in material, they took the plot of the DLC, translated it into a graphic novel, and released it. And okay. one, of the, one of the bosses that was supposed to appear is literally just a giant penis in a wheelchair. Oh my god. In a wheelchair? <laughs> in a, I think it was a wheelchair. I'm not gonna lie, like, here, I'd have, to, I'd have to look back at it, but I think it was a wheelchair. I don't know what it but, is. Yeah, like actual giant penis. Mo Here, I'll look up the photo right now on a. Oh my god, I found it. Did you find it? No, I didn't find it. That's not what I found, but I found a thing with the stroper. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm typing in Silent Hill penis monster and hoping for the best. Oh no. 
It became too soft to live. Yes. <laughs> Kill <Yep>. it. <laughs> oh, jeez. See, funny enough, I'm finding a lot of Silent Hill monsters. Thankfully, no, like, actual penises, but I'm having a hard time finding the penis monster. You don't remember what its actual name was? No, not really. Like, it was it was based around one of the characters. It didn't have, like, an actual name. Watch its name be something like Johnson or something. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Check out my Johnson. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I'm not putting any pictures of anybody's Johnson. No. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, I know what the ladies like. <laughs> Terrible. I'm just going to go on the wiki because I can't find this goddamn thing. Yeah. I know what the ladies like. Nicolas Cage Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Fucking. Uh... I don't understand. Kate, I don't understand why there's so fucking many of them. Well, there's an actual website called Nick Cage X po- or Pokemon X Nick Cage dot com. Oh, my Lord. I actually, I linked it in the description of um, the last episode. Because there wasn't like an e, there wasn't a good way for me to put all of these into the uh, into the video because like these aren't actual images, they're files. So I don't get it, it's weird. Like I can't actually put it in the episode. So I just I just linked the website because fuck it. It's so dumb though. Like people make put people put effort into that. Yep, it's dumb, but it's dumb in the best way. Yeah. The the scariest one though has to be the fucking Jigglypuff Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> the giant red eyes just staring into your soul. <laughs> oh, that wasn't Jigglypuff, that was Igglybuff. Oh. I know my Pokemon. <laughs> I, I barely know my Pokemon. Yeah, that was the uh the pre-evolved form. Okay, so I'm not finding it. I'm actually pulling out my physical copy of the book to take a fucking photo of this thing. Actual dick pics for this uh, podcast. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, uh, just, found it. It's got like just, tentacles and shit. You get the picture of the uh, of the book, but but there's a shadow over it. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got a strap on. I forgot about that. What? <laughs> it's got a strap on. Oh, yeah, I'm no. sending photos of both. Oh, what, 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 what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. One of these days, we're going to have an episode that is not cursed. <laughs> no such thing. That's heresy. <laughs> I'm going to send the monstrous dick pics now. <laughs> the monstrous compressed. Oh, they're monstrous. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a penis. That's that an penis. actual penis. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Is its head a vagina? Hey, it's Silent Hill. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my god, Silent <laughs> Hill, why? But this was one of the bosses that was like in this DLC that made it into the graphic novel. And graphic it is. <laughs> yeah. I would say so. So must many be... delicious ways. Oh. That um <laughs> That monster looks like it would be quite hard to take care of. Ha ha ha. Use the soft on him. Yeah, I was going to say, just give it a soft. <laughs> Speaking of Silent Hill, can we talk about what a fucking tragedy it is that Silent Hills got cancelled? 
For the longest time, I honestly thought it was Konami playing a, like a mind fuck with us, sort of like, oh, psychological horror. We, we oh, canceled yeah. it, but not really. Like, I was in denial that bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember you uh, you mentioning that, like, oh, maybe that was your theory. Yeah. But then I was like, I was like, oh, no, that's Doubt. that's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Will pats his head. Because <laughs> when when did you stop thinking that was it when um, Death Stranding was announced or? Well, when was the game supposed to come out again? It was, uh, when was um, it? It was, like, 2014, I think? Let's find out. Talking about PT, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I think it was around, like, when the release date was coming. I was like, okay, they would have at least fucking shilled, like, some of the advertising already. Like, it wouldn't yeah. have... So, so, yeah. PT was released in 2014, so I would assume if that was... It would probably be, like, 2015, 2016. Yeah, so it was around that point. It was like it, it should have come out like within the next week. I was like, okay, they yeah, they should have advertised it by now. So yeah, unless they went the same approach. Though, anybody know? Falling out with Konami and Kojima, apparently. Oh shit! Yeah, they never really specified what happened, but yeah, he was just done with them. Yep. By the yeah. way, did you guys ever hear that? Um... Okay, you bit of a serious topic here, but you guys uh, heard that the previous, I think it was the previous prime minister of Japan was assassinated. What? Yeah. There was a journalist who posted a picture of Hideo Kojima and was like, this is the assassin. What? That's just fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. This journalist fucking mistaken Hideo Kojima for the assassin. How does that happen? I have no idea. I just remember hearing about it. It could be fake for all I know, but like, yeah, it, it was just a post that I saw on, I think, Twitter and Reddit. But we, you can't believe everything you read on the internet, of course. No, so, never. Yeah, I always I believe take everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Let me see here. Everything is a certified fact. You heard it here first. Yes. Yes, everything that we talk about is absolutely true. <laughs> um, journalist mistakes. Kojima for assassin. LA Times. Video game creator Hideo Kojima won't stand for fake news. Fucking hell. What? Oh my god. Yeah, final all out ads. God damn it. <laughs> I hate these sites. I'm not fucking subscribing. Article sites okay. are actually the worst. Linking him to Shinzo, uh, a, a, I'm not, I'm, I'm Shinzo's assassination. Yeah. So apparently, if the if the LA Times reported on it, again, it's possibly fake. But yeah, I don't know. It, it was just a really like fucked up thing that I had heard of. Anyways, on to a lighter note. <laughs> Silent Hill penises. <laughs> Silent penises. Penis <laughs> hills. Oh no. <laughs> I find it funny though that the fandom is still desperately like holding on to the idea that Silent Hill will happen again. I mean I, I want it to, but I doubt it. Like they like for uh Blooper team, that when they released uh a new advert for their Layers of Fear remake, everyone got excited thinking it was Silent Hill. It's like, dude, are you serious? Oh yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Big big doubt. <laughs> Kind of like the whole thing. Like if something like horror related comes up, that's usually people's like first initial reaction is, "Oh, this has to be Silent Hill. 
has to be Silent Hill. Like I see that all the time now. Like if somebody does something some like somewhere similar to Silent Hill, people immediately jump the gun if it's like a teaser trailer for something. I just remembered the guy who designed Pyramid Head said that he wishes that he never designed Pyramid Head. Uh, Masahiro Ito. Yeah. Because I guess like the the um, character is used in like pachinko Everything. machines and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it's not even that too. Like he he made it as a one-off character, like specifically for one character's suffering, and then it just became a fucking mascot. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. All right. Do you guys think it's about time to take a break? Sure. Welcome back. Uh, today, um, pretty basic topic, I would kind of say in today's standards. Um, it's basically just what people working from home recently, ever since fucking COVID started. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like pretty much ever since COVID started, people have been working from home a lot more recently, like I said. Um, the funny thing is, is that a lot of people actually say that they would much rather work from home and turn around rather than going to an office all the time. I've even heard some circumstances of people saying that if they were forced to go back to the office where they were working, they would actually quit and find some like somewhere else to work from home instead. So basically, I just want to know if that was something like you guys would want to do, for example, like if you had an opportunity where you could work from home, would you do it? I would. Yeah, I absolutely would. Um, I had one job where I did work from home. Um, however, I wasn't there long. I ended up quitting after about three weeks because the job just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm actually allowed to say who it was because I had to sign a fucking NDA. Oh, but... right. Yeah. Fuck this company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their their whole training was basically if you do this, you're going to get fired. If you do this, we're going to sue you. If you do this, like that was their training. They didn't train us on what we were supposed to be actually offering services on. It was basically just if you do this, you're going to get fired. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. So um, when I was working for that company. Every morning I started vomiting simply because of like uh, the overwhelming anxiety. So like I would wait. There was this one morning during training. I woke up. I threw up and then I looked in the mirror and my face was I threw up so fucking hard that my face was covered in splotches like I had popped Ugh. so many blood vessels in my face Holy from shit. throwing up so violently. And after I quit that job, I stopped throwing up every morning, like <laughs> just kind of stress related or something like that. Yeah. Stress and anxiety. Hmm. And like yeah. I had I'd even told them like, hey, I'm seeking help for my anxiety or I'm trying to find out what the, what the hell is wrong with me at the time because I didn't know that it was actual anxiety. Well, I got fucking penalized for that. <laughs> well, what do you mean penalized? Well, they had an app where if you miss um, if you miss a day, you'll lose points. If you lose a certain amount of points, you're going to be in trouble. Well, I, I noticed even though I would I was 
keeping in contact with like the supervisors and all that stuff saying like hey i'm this is what's going on i've been told that i shouldn't be working right now while i'm figuring this out well Mm -hmm. i noticed that i was steadily losing points so finally i was like you know what fuck it take the equipment back i'm not working for a company that fucking does this (laughs) yeah no like why would you for such high acting stress and you got probably like pressing uh medical concerns and stuff like that and and plus expecting that then, yeah. the payment was like minimum wage yeah so it's not worth it yeah yeah no. well i know for myself like uh personally no i would not want to work from home for for a few reasons i mean namely uh i've heard there's this study that says like you have to be able to differentiate your work life from your home life for like your own psychological health like your mental health mm-hmm. that makes so sense. I've always heard that it's not a good idea to just work from home. But secondly, a uh, working from home, it's just if it's anything like working for, like you said, like people. Sorry, I'm. Bleh. If it's anything like working for people that like you don't actually meet, like just over the phone, satellite or whatever. I did something similar as just a small time gig, like watering the flowers over at Walmart, and I fucking hated it. Because there was zero, like, direct communication, like, what the hell I do, or if there was any problems, you know? Oh, yeah. So, if it's anything like that, where it's, like, I'm not actually able to, like, physically go talk to someone, like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? I'm not a fan. Yeah, like, personally, for my next job, I want to look for something where I'm actually not really dealing with people very often, because... Yeah, I I don't like dealing with people. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah, like that whole uh, stone cutter job that I have now. I literally have an entire side of the building to myself, and that's oh fucking it. And literally, it's just me operating a line or whatever. Like two guys give me the stone that I need to cut or whatever, and then the foreman of the thing he gives me the paperwork for it, or like the dimensions and what I need to cut and stuff like that. And then other than that. Like when it's like jobs that require like hundreds of pieces, I could be sitting there cutting stone all day and I'd just be by myself all day. That's awesome. Some like sometimes I just say good morning and that's the only thing I fucking say to someone. Some days it's actually fantastic. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Like that's that sounds like my kind of job, honestly. Like the, the just being antisocial. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you can choose to talk to people if you want to. Like, there's people within your shot that you can talk to, but generally, yeah. like, everybody else is the same in that sense. They just want to sit, they just want to do their work and go home, just like you do. Yeah. That's the best part about it. Well, okay, I'm a, I'm a little bit hypocritical because, like, I say that, like, I want a job that I don't have to deal with people, but, okay, this is not a job, this is a hobby. God damn it, Billy. I see what you just posted. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, it's, uh, he just posted a picture of a Yu-Gi-Oh card in a credit card uh, reader. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm a little bit hypocritical because like, I say that I want a job that... Or I say that I hate dealing with people, but yet I love streaming. Well, see, that's a different thing. If you're working with and for people, that's a different thing. But yeah. when you're streaming, you're just kind of hanging out and you're working for yourself in a sense if you're getting paid for it you're working for yourself you're your own boss yeah. it's a different atmosphere when you're working like as your own boss in a yeah sense. no that's that's actually a good way of looking at it um 
because you're when you're streaming, you're making your own your own space. That's you're right. in charge of it. You're the boss there. Yeah, you get to pick and choose what you want to do. And that's like the main difference on why people are so fucking miserable when it comes to work. I feel it's because nobody wants to work. But then, you know, you look on the weekend or something like that and you're doing the stuff that you want to do. And days just fly by because you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. And that's why being like your own boss is probably like the easiest. Well, not the easiest thing. It's got its challenges and shit most more than likely. But it just makes sense that you would do what you want to do. That way you're in charge. And it's yeah. easier for you to do because then you get a boss that comes up to you and tells you you want a certain thing done or that he wants a certain thing done and you don't want to do it. It's 10 times more miserable to do it because you don't want to do it. And then the day drags and mm-hmm. shit like that. Right. But yeah. for me, it's a bit of a double edged <laughs> sword. If I had to sit at home, I would probably like I learned last winter and fall sitting at home all the time, like, it, it drove me nuts. I'd have to go somewhere. Like, even if it's just, like, to town to get gas for a vehicle or something like that or get a coffee. Or, like, I'd have to leave at some point to just go and do something. But yeah. then, you know, there's particular, like, scenarios for me that I would think that, you know, dealing with a, dealing with a boss and shit like that all the time. That would yeah, be, that makes sense. That, that would be a scenario where I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to work from home. It's, it's, it's situational for me. I'd much prefer to actually go out somewhere. But at the same time, it'd be nice if I could uh, be the captain of my own ship, in a sense. I agree. And even then, like if you're working from home, uh, I've heard that it's really good to on your breaks, just go for a walk. Yeah. Or like after you're done your work for the day, go for a walk, go for a drive, something like that. Just because it kind of um, it almost imitates the commute to work or to and from work. Mm hmm. So it feels a little bit more like you're not so much working from home. It's it. It's a weird, like psychological thing. But I've heard that it's really good for your mental health. If you're working from home to just like leave the house for a little bit, go for a walk, go do something like that. Mm-hmm. They'll just sit at home all day. Or you lose your fucking marbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much all I all I had to ask, honestly. I okay. didn't really come prepared today, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think I think um today's been kind of weird. Like, so for the next couple of weeks, possibly, um, Alpha's gonna be away because his uh computer straight up just fucking died. Like mine did, probably. Um. No, Billy, no. No, what the fuck? Um, uh, he he posted a. Uh, no, no, no! Let him see it. Let him see it. Uh, Grayson, have you seen it? Can I explain uh, what that is for any yeah, viewers? I'm t- I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's it's a deer with a with a thick like it's double a deer C, with a fat ass, C thick fat ass. Yep. Taxidermy deer with a fat ass. Jesus. H. Bride of deer, man. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, okay, just because of like most of our avatars, they're kind of creature related. We are not furries. No. Well, okay, Alpha is. Creature related? (laughs) No, no, yours isn't. But, okay, Alpha is a furry, but the rest of us, we are not furries. We just like laughing at furries. 
it's funny because I have furry friends that I talk to. And <laughs> when, like, their friends meet me for the first time, they're like, oh, what's your fursona? I'm like, uh, I don't have one. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Your name is Deer Man. I'm like, soul? That doesn't mean shit. Have you ever been like, I'm maybe not, I just like hunting them? <laughs> I have I'm not going to lie, though. I like that they point out that your name is Deer Man, but they can't figure out what your fursona is. Like, that is... It's in the fucking name. It says deer. Uh, can't you sort of figure out what the fursona is? I- assuming yeah. you would have had one, you know? The process of elimination just isn't there, I guess. <laughs> I'm obviously a wolf. No, I'm just like, fuck. I'm obviously a fucking ceiling fan. Get it right. <laughs> ceiling fan. <laughs> I'm an Apache helicopter. <laughs> that joke is so fucking old. but so funny. Alright, so, nice. I've got another thing that I want to talk about relating to um, Canadian history. So, here at the Around the Lantern podcast, we don't like to get political. Unless if it's making fun of politics. <laughs> so, I'm talking about the Rhinoceros Party of Canada. Now, I don't have, I'm not going with like a deep dive on the history or anything. I just want to talk about what their campaign promises were. Because these are fucking hilarious. I'm sorry, I'm 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 not I'm dumb. What do you mean by rhinoceros party? Like is that their actual name or am I that's just their, completely That's their actual name. They're called the um they're called the Rhinoceros Party of Canada. Or the Why? Rhino Party. Okay, so what did they Well do? It's the Rhinox from Spyro. <laughs> the party claimed to be the spiritual descendants of of Kakariko. A Brazilian rhinoceros who was elect who was an elected member of Sao Paulo's city council in 1958. And this is Canadian history, right? This is Canadian history. Okay. So their campaign promises included things such as repealing the law of gravity, what? building higher or providing higher education by building taller schools. <laughs> Tearing down the Rocky Mountains so that Albertans could see the Pacific sunset. <laughs> this isn't just like a troll group, right? This is a troll group. Their whole thing was, if oh, okay. we get elected, we're going to immediately dissolve because we love elections so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, they wanted to annex the United States, which would take its place as the third territory in Canada's backyard. <laughs> Ending crime by abolishing all laws. <laughs> um it's true as hell though you get rid of the laws nothing's illegal <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> paving the bay of fundy to provide more parking in the maritimes <laughs> uh turning montreal's saint catherine street into the world's longest bowling alley <laughs> storing nuclear waste in the senate after all we've been storing political waste there for years oh jesus Putting the national debt on Visa. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah! I'm, banning, okay, I'm all for these guys. Banning guns and butter, since both kill. <laughs> what the fuck? Making the Trans-Canada Highway one way only. <laughs> <laughs> Changing Canada's currency to bubblegum, so it could be inflated or deflated at will. Oh my god. Awful. Counting the Thousand Islands to see if the Americans have stolen any. those were some just some of their campaign promises there's so many more but this 
this group is just hilarious. I remember in um in high school, I asked Mr. Bauer because I was in his um I think it, it what was it? it I was in one of his classes, but we oh fuck, I forget what the exact class was. I want to say Canadian history. But I asked him, hey, do you think we could talk about the rhinoceros party? All that he did was laugh. He just laughed and he was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, not allowed. <laughs> he just, but as soon as I said rhinoceros party, he just burst out laughing. <laughs> and that told me one thing. That told me one thing. He wanted to talk about them, but he couldn't. <laughs> Jeez, oh, yeah, that's funny though. Fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, let me see some of these other ones. Bribe the Weather Network host to announce more sunshine on the weekend and less snow in the winter. <laughs> that might work. <laughs> God damn it. Ban crappy Canadian winters. Hacks the black market. Wait, what? <laughs> Hacks the black market. <laughs> Hacks the black market. Yep. Transport oil and gas in blimps instead of pipelines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, encouraged by the success of law that now allows motorists to turn right on red light, the party will now allow them to turn left or go straight. Let's just get... <laughs> give so them just free away. Light. Yeah. Just completely get rid of red lights. <laughs> <laughs> they should get elected. We should start a movement. I think um I think they dissolved when their um leader died. Oh. So when was that? Uh well, it says that they were around from 1963 to 1993. The fact that a joke ran from the fucking 60s until Yeah. My god. We need them back. <laughs> oh. Actually, hold on. I think they might be back in some capacity. Hold on a second. Oh my god, there's I think they're back. Hold on. They're back. The Rhinoceros Party is back. They want to replace teachers on leave with photos of famous scientists. <laughs> oh. Reduce the number of accidents in factories by wrapping all workers in bubble wrap. <laughs> in order to fight global warming, we will force all citizens to leave their windows open in the summer and to operate the air conditioning at the maximum. <laughs> Make sorry the new official motto of Canada Nationalize bacon Nationalize bacon Make illiteracy the third official language of Canada <laughs> I'd be part of that movement To help victims of identity theft The Rhinoceros Party is committed to providing a new name And a new date of birth to citizens who request it Oh, Okay then You can just change your birthday whenever I guess so. To increase the safety of Canadian children, newborns' first names must have at least 12 letters, including a capital letter, a number, and a special character. Oh my god. <laughs> we gotta make it a password. <laughs> Does that mean I can change my name to password then? I guess so. Or X, what is it, like XAEA12? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking love this party. If, when it comes to the next election, I'm voting for them. I don't care. <laughs> Do you think they'll actually, like, run, though? Fuck, maybe. I don't know. Uh, the party, let's see. You can, you can fucking donate to them, too. 
Who the fuck would donate to the Rhinoceros Party? Born in 1963, the Rhinoceros Party of Canada is now 55 years old. Over the years, several movements have emerged in the party, promising to abolish the law of gravity, because it is illegal and has never been voted in the, in the Canadian Parliament. Or to abolish the environment, because it costs too much and it's too difficult to maintain. The Rhinoceros Party has always sought to make Canadians laugh while laughing at politicians. In 2019, the Rhino Party is defined as a cooperative of candidates where each candidate can promise what he wants in his riding. Even our supreme dealer Sebastian Co-Rhino investigates or invites the candidates. You can say the opposite of what I say, and I will agree with you. I will support you, he says. There is a Rhino platform. Candidates can take the pieces they like and say the opposite of what they do not like. It is important for me to have no party line and not to search to control the message. Anyway, the other parties are already doing it. A liberal or conservative candidate has no right to say anything other than what is written in his candidate's guide. And I've been told that even the Green Party is the same. What's the problem? They're afraid that a candidate will say something crooked and that it will be air on the news. Well, me, I say to my candidates, be crooked. Say it, and anyway, you will not even be on the news. Wow, that was... I I could have read that a lot better. (laughs) Be crooked, though. Be crooked. No, I'm I'm probably I'm probably voting Rhino when the time comes. Yep. Yeah, so am I. I have never voted in an election period, like anything to do with elections ever since it turned legal. I just I have voted in the last election, but I'm not saying who I voted for because I don't like getting political unless we're making fun of politics. Was it the cat in the hat? Because I remember that oh, was no. a big one. <laughs> no, I voted for D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Fuck. Remember no. that guy? Remember that guy in the U.S. who ran as D's nuts, <laughs> or he put his name in as D's nuts, and people could vote for him. Never. Uh, no. I don't that know. was, I think, during the Trump. Um, like it, it was Trump versus Hillary. Oh, I th- okay, yeah, yeah. I think I do remember. Actually, I remember something like that. Yeah, you could vote for D's nuts. Oh my god! Fucking goofy. To go off of a subject here, have you guys are you guys familiar with Dragon? I mean, it's, it's a stupid question. Of course, you know Dragon Ball, but like, do you watch Dragon Ball at all? I do not. I do. Have you seen the uh, animated short that was completely fan made, Legend of Dragon Ball Tale, on YouTube? I haven't watched uh, the shorts of it. No. It's not like it's not made by Toei Animation. It is exclusively like a fan animation it took them four years to make and holy fuck if it is not like a masterpiece it is so good what is it called legend a dragon ball story or a a dragon ball tale it's from like a small uh youtube uh channel and at most they usually only got like twenty five thousand like likes or views on their channel this one is over six million now. I yeah, believe. Yeah, I'm seeing that now. Six million on it now. And... Yeah. Oh, it is good. Like, even if you don't like Dragon Ball, Josh, like, watch it. It is so fucking good. Yeah, I might just have to. Yeah. No, like, I I know that just sounded completely out of the woodwork, but I watched it the other day after uh, what's his name? Uh, Moist Critical. Uh, he talked about it, and I was like, well, fuck, I gotta see this, and it is really good. Oh, you know what? I think I do remember him talking about that. Yeah. No, and like that's exactly where I heard it from. Like as soon as he said it and showed like that little tiny clip of it, I had to watch it. And it's just 
It's still fucking good. I know it's just me going ad nauseum saying it's so good, but it is. (laughs) Speaking of Moist Critical, I saw I watched his video yesterday. It was like um, Take My Money or something where he announced uh, his challenge for doing a Deathless Halo 2 lasso run. How did that go? Uh, Nobody's completed it yet, but he's offering 20,000 to the person who completes it. Um, well, after watching that, I was like, you know what? I want to try doing just a normal lasso run on Halo Reach. I didn't take into account blind. So I started playing it with the blind skull on. Now, blind gets rid of your entire HUD and your weapon. (laughs) So that fucking sucked. I didn't even finish the first mission of this fucking lasso run. Uh, I want to continue doing it, though. I want to see if I can actually finish it. But uh, I, I, may, I did 16 attempts because one of the skulls, if you die, it restarts the entire mission. Oh, shit. Yeah. So every time that I would die, I would have to restart. And it was, God, it was just a nightmare. But it was fun. I was having fun doing it because I knew this is going to be one of the most difficult things I've ever tried. But I feel like it's one of those things that it would be a lot easier with another person. But I think that that kind of takes away part of the challenge. Yeah, because if you're playing solo when you die, it's like guaranteed. But if you're with a teammate, you can at least respawn. Well, um, with that skull, if one of you dies, it goes back to the last checkpoint. Oh. But if you both die, then it restarts the entire mission. I see. Yeah. So uh, what I did was just to kind of give myself a little bit of an edge. I ended up draping a auxiliary cord over my um, laptop screen so that I could have at least some kind of a crosshair so that I would know at least where, like, the center of the screen is for the bullets. So you cheated. Yeah, I cheated a little bit. But it doesn't say that you're not allowed to do that, especially with blind. Like, fuck blind. Josh just the... recreates the entire HUD using duct tape on a screen. <laughs> <laughs> Updates his grenade count. Originally, I was going to put like a little piece of paper on my screen, but then I, I didn't want to put tape on my laptop screen. <laughs> so instead, I just took the little auxiliary cord and just draped it over. I made sure that it was like I fired at a rock a few times to make sure that's where the bullet was going. And yeah, I just made sure it lined up. Did it work, though? That's the thing. It did. I was I was a lot more accurate with my uh with my with my weapons. But since you don't have a HUD and you can't see your weapon, you have to fire to know which weapon you have equipped. Like you don't even see like the little ambient like hand like the gun being just held. You don't see no. that? No. Oh what the hell? <laughs> you don't see the weapon, you don't see anything, just the game. Like you have no HUD. Or hands. You can actually, if, if you're curious what it looks like exactly, you can go back and see my VOD on Twitch, and it's just the worst. Because <laughs> I, tr- I tried so hard. I found out that you can just, like, run past most of the stuff and contain, and it'll, like, your char- the other characters will spawn behind you when you get to certain checkpoints. You don't have to, like, stand around and watch whatever's happening throughout the mission. You can just run ahead. But there are certain parts where you have to fight, which sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be continuing uh, with the lassos because I um I want to I want to see if I can do it. um 
I don't know if I said this, but Lasso stands for Legendary All Skulls On. Oh, that's okay. Uh, okay. That makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. I, fuck, I've been playing Halo for so long. I actually didn't know what that meant. <laughs> yeah, so it's legendary with every skull turned on. Now, the challenge that Moist Critical put out was complete a Halo 2 lasso deathless. Deathless, okay. Deathless. You have to take into account the grave mine level. <laughs> Which is apparently one of the hardest levels in Halo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to complete the entire game deathless. If you get to the last boss and you die, your run is over. You have to restart from the beginning of the game. Jesus, that's an investment. Holy hell. Yeah, but if you complete it, you make 20 grand. Originally, the, um, originally the prize was 5,000, but he brought it up to 20,000. Because he wants somebody to actually complete this challenge. Somebody probably will, too. Has anybody done it? Uh, he said that there have been two people who have consistently beaten the first two levels, but otherwise, most people, they can't even beat the first level. Oh my God. The fact that it's only the first two levels, though, that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to take into account Gravemind, which is near the end of the game. Hmm. I feel like you would almost, like, it would be smart to, like... Use the like you. Sorry, on Halo Two, you can use the uh, the level selection, right? To just jump to a certain level. Yeah, but you have to complete the full game, Deathless. Oh no, you no, can't... I know that. But I'm what okay. I'm trying to say is like you could probably train on Gravemind by just hopping over to that, turning on all skulls legendary, and then just chewing through it until you finally get a few Deathless runs on that level alone. Yeah, no, that's that's one way to do it for sure. Does it have to be like all in one run or does it have to be or can you like split it up? I think I think it has to be in one run. I was going to say for $20,000 it's probably just one run. Yeah. Because if you split it up there is the possibility that like you could have cheated in some way. Mhm. Mm but what uh part of it is like you have to stream it. Because there has to be the VOD that shows you completing the game deathless in one run. Okay. Do you guys have salt lamps? No. I used to. I know that sounds completely random, but I have a salt lamp and it keeps fucking leaking. Leaking? Yeah. Uh... What happens is, is they sweat if there's too much humidity. And I just checked on mine, and the little paper I have underneath it is, like, just oily, slick, just disgusting. Uh, Gross. Yeah. Just gonna throw, like, eight paper towels underneath it. Yeah. Was it fucking hot out there today? Isn't it, like, fucking 30 degrees? Right now? Yeah, I think we got a heat warning. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, I got two giant fish tanks in my house, so... Uh, and it's yeah. a smaller space. Uh, that doesn't help. No, not even slightly. <laughs> Wait, are you in an actual house or an apartment? Oh, it's a condo. So. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, which is basically just an apartment people buy. Yeah. Well, my brother's got a really nice condo. Um, I'm not saying where because we're still recording. But address. I want the address right now, Josh. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what? Here you go. It's uh, it, it, no, I was gonna make a joke, but no. Just doxes <laughs> them on the podcast. <laughs> oh jeez. All right, what do you guys think? Is it about time to wrap it up? Yeah, I got to get going. Oh, I got to get ready to get going to work shortly. So 
probably. All right. Well, th- this is, this episode might have been a little bit weaker than the other ones, but uh, still good, I would say. <laughs> All right. Anyways, have a wonderful day, everybody. See you later. Bye-bye.